0: Alright, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, tuplets? Are there any? What the fuck, nicks? What's happening? Did I say that twice? Where are we at? What's going on? What's happening? Are you okay? Where's your brain at? Oh my god, so many things out of our control. What do you do with that? How do you make that about you? Other than, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it. How do we react to this? How do we respond? What do I tweet? Who do I call? Where do I send a check? Do I know any Ukrainians? What to do? How do we handle all the stuff that's going on all the time in the real world, on our phone, in our yard, in our pants? It's also overwhelming, hard to compartmentalize. It's making me crazy but you got to get grounded somehow. I don't know, man, with all the shit coming down, just the fortitude to get through it on a day to day basis without falling into yourself or just crumpling into some sort of existential abyss within the existential abyss within. Are you falling or are you repelling? Sam Elliott's on the show today. Sam Elliott, iconic Sam Elliott. He like, who doesn't know Sam Elliott? It's weird. You, you look back, I, I, I have such strong memories. I think it's primarily that voice, that face. I don't know why he's just sort of ever-present, sort of in my mind. I just know him, but I don't. Even when I looked at all the movies, I didn't see that many. I mean, you know him from The Big Lebowski, The New A Star Is Born, Tombstone, lots of other movies where he's you know, mostly a cowboy or a soldier or a biker, He's in this new series, 1883, which is a spinoff of the show Yellowstone, which I don't watch. But apparently everyone in the world watches it. Maybe not everyone in the world. Everybody in a certain world. Everybody in a certain world of people that enjoy people who wear cowboy hats, which is America. Right, man? So, yeah, I talked to Sam Elliott. And, you know, I don't know where to start. I didn't know where to start. Sometimes I just do weird things. I went back and I watched some old movie he did. I didn't realize that he was in the movie Frogs, which I saw, I think at a drive-in with my parents in the 70s. And it kind of put the screwed my brain up because I remember there was a scene in there where a guy falls into some mud and he's just consumed with leeches. They don't kill him, but that was the first time I I got hip to leeches was from the movie Frogs if I'm not mistaken. Like there was just things stuck to him and I was like, "What are those?" and my dad said they're leeches. And to this day, the idea of a leech, of a thing, just this slimy-ass half a snail stuck on your skin, sticking his teeth in you and sucking your blood, it's a little rough. It's a little rough to me. I mean, how bad could it hurt? But when I'm a kid, you fall in, somebody comes out of the mud just covered in these blood-sucking slime pieces. It's a lot. It was a lot. And metaphorically, you know, take that the next step. The leech friend, sure. Who, who hasn't had him? How much does that cost you? But he was in Frogs, fine. But then he was in this movie called Lifeguard, and that was probably 1976 or 75, 76. And I had some vague memory of kind of seeing that movie, so I chose to watch that. I mean, I watched some of the new show, 1883. I've seen Lubowski, I've seen Mask. I've seen A Star is Born. I've seen Tombstone. I feel like I've seen a couple other movies where he's been, him and his mustache, sam elliott man how about that voice but i watch lifeguard and was one of those i think it was the tail end of i think what you would characterize as the 70s movie with a sort of you know existential anti-hero or underdog or dark ending this one was sort of a fun in the sun version of the existential i wouldn't call him an anti-hero but just uh, certainly someone who is challenged as to what to do with one's life or what a future is or what it means to you know, be an adult or have a job or that kind of thing. But there's some fairly dicey stuff that, in there, but it was sort of a, a kind of mellow, beach-oriented inner darkness. And I just wanted to start there for some reason, and that's, that's where I started, I think, when I talked to Sam. It was great to talk to him. I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I sit across from people in this room and I'm like, holy shit, look at that over there. That's Sam Elliott, man. I do want to say a couple words about Sally Kellerman, uh, who passed away uh, a couple days ago last week. She played my mother on my show. Some of you may know her from, you know, back to school. Or you might know her from Mash, or you might know her from her music and many other movies and things. But I guess I started working with Sally in what 2014, 13 or 14. She appeared on all four seasons of my show as my mother, and uh, she was so beautiful and fun to work with, and just had a, a great kind of like loose demeanor, and she had like telling stories and. You know, over the years you know by the time we finally got to the, the the last season of my show you know she clearly was um having problems uh, you know with memory and and kind of knowing what was going on and, and where she was and it was sad it was hard and i i didn't really speak to her for years and i don't know you know where she was or or how it all panned out but, uh, you know, my, my heart goes out to her family and her friends. And I just was uh, so, um, you know, I was honored to have the ability to work with her and give her the opportunity that I gave her to do my show, uh, you know, in, in later in her career because she was so full of life. And, um, and it's brutal. It's been, you know, she was 84. It's no youngster, but still the last month or two, a lot of people have passed, a lot of people that I've talked to and. It's it's one of the benefits but also one of the the it's heavy man, it's heavy. There's a weight to it. When you when I pull these episodes out from behind the paywall in memorial to people, it brings them back to life again. And I and I like being able to do that, but it's sad when you have to post three in a, in the in the in the sk- sk- span of a month or two. But uh I loved her. Loved working with her. It was a great. It was a great part of my life. Bye, Sally. I'm just trying to fucking exist. I, you know, it's. I get. I get nervous. I get nervous. It all makes me nervous. What the fuck am I talking about? I interviewing Sam Elliott made me nervous. What are you gonna do with Sam Elliott? That guy, that voice sitting across from you, the whole history there. Well, I told you what I did. I watched a movie he made in 1976, thinking that would be some portal in. Kind of was. Kind of was. Sam's new series is 1883. It's streaming now on Paramount Plus. This is me talking to that voice, to that mustache, to that actor, Sam Elliott. I just started playing with people. Really? Good for you. You?
1: No, I'm sorry to say. You
0: don't play, huh?
1: No, never did. I went to a school with a bunch called the Kingsmen up in Portland. The folk guys? I don't know if they're folk guys. They record a song called "Louis Louie. that was the, Oh,
0: that's the Kingsmen, right? That, that, was, the, that the was the most.
1: That was The, the yeah, most famous song in the world. Kingston Trio. That's who I'm thinking, thinking of. Maybe? Yeah, you
0: can pull that mic in too, pretty close to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to do the voice thing.
1: Yeah, once. <laughs>
0: I tell you, I you know I I've I've looked at pictures of you over the years, and the one thing that remains constant is the mustache <coughs> size. But I've cut it off for a couple times, sure. once or twice. Yeah,
1: fuck, I'm not attached to it.
0: Are you? You're not attached to it? No. <laughs>
1: I have it more often than not. Don't use it. I have mine but now for work. I'll cut it for fucking work. And sure, of course. Rate. Yeah.
0: yeah. But like, and I, I, I've, I've done that as well. But I'm always surprised at my lip.
1: No, always... <laughs> it gets pretty fucking big without hair on it. It's it? weird, man. Or my, I, I
0: always feel like mine's a little small. I'm like, I, now, because I spent most of my life without it. Yeah. But then I see myself, and I'm like, I got it.
1: Yeah, you got a good stash. Too. Got, I know
0: I've been it's working. A it's been about a de- about a decade or two. Yeah. About 12, 15 years. Yeah. But that was it. I did it in my 40s. You've yeah. had it forever.
1: I've had it for a while. <laughs> I had mustache when nobody had mustaches.
0: <laughs> it was a memorable mustache. Yeah. but Portland. So wait, you knew the guys in the Kingsmen?
1: Went to school with them.
0: That was that's a yeah. huge hit.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like big, everyone's big. done that
0: song. That yeah. song, like it seems to have, uh, it's it's almost eternal. Yeah, everyone does it at one somebody, point.
1: Somebody else recorded it first, and I can't remember them, but the Kingsman is the one that hit. Yeah, and they were
0: friends of yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I used to sing at dances with them. Really? And they'd play backup. <laughs> that's what I started to say. If I played a fucking guitar at that yeah. time, yeah. I might have ended up going, whole other and, life. going and singing with a Kingsman.
0: But you grew up in Portland?
1: Uh, I went up there when I was 15 from California, from Sacramento. I was born in Sacramento. Ugh, Sacramento. Yeah. It was, was good then. Was it? What the fuck, man? Yeah, I guess it was, it was smaller. More than forty-four, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, so there was. A, it was probably. A,
1: I a, was there in the fifties. It was a good place to be in the fifties.
0: Yeah, I just my impression of it is from probably the late eighties. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't a know. Different where. world. Yeah, I mean, I, everything was a smaller town then, right? Yeah. And you kind of knew everybody, and it was probably a bustling state you capital. you
1: get on your bike and fucking go anywhere. And, <laughs> on the motorcycle or just a regular you know, bike? On my bicycle, man, in those days. <laughs> yeah. it, was,
0: it was that small? Yeah. What'd you, what, why I used were you? to
1: go over to the river and fish all the time. Sacramento River, I'd, fish, I'd go over and fish for striped bass. Striped bass? Did you get them? Sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. There was a huge striped bass running in the Sacramento River in those days. Just
0: natural? Yeah. Not stocked? No. Just go get a bass, bring it home, eat it.
1: Mom would cook it? Or bury it in the yard wanting to.
0: (laughs) The hobby of it.
1: Good fertilizer.
0: But your folks were, oh, is it? I guess it is. Fish heads, right? Yeah,
1: fish, period.
0: Were you a gardener?
1: Yeah. Back then? My folks were in deep with gardening forever. My dad worked for the Fish and Wildlife Service. He did? Yeah. What'd he do? He was a predator and rodent control game. Predatory Started and out rodent in control. Marfa, Texas. and In Marfa? Yeah.
0: That's a hip place now.
1: It is now. It wasn't then? No. <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere, man.
0: <laughs> have you been Have you been back there recently?
1: No, nah, 10 years ago I was there. And were you like, oh, what the hell oh, happened? This is it's a fucking art colony now, man. It's cool. <laughs> so, so wait, so different. what? Pre- predatory and what? Predator and rodent control.
0: And what is that?
1: They fucking poisoned fucking rodents and killed fucking coyotes. For by for the a, city? A number of No, no, for the fucking federal government. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it what he just had a, a little crew of dudes yeah. with guns the, and traps. Guns and dogs. Yeah. And traps and oh. poisons.
0: Like, like uh, just anywhere. They
1: laid waste to them, man. They were they're basically working for the ranchers and the cattle and the sheep people. Oh,
0: okay. You know? So it was like the the federal it's, government's doing them a favor yeah. for the agricultural in, business in
1: theory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was his racket the whole time.
1: Yeah, he got transferred to Sacramento, and then he got transferred to Portland, Oregon, for the same thing. I was doing the same thing, like- so, so
0: that's why it's a federal government, so it's not he can yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. What was the problem in Portland? It was, just, it was just, it
1: was just no, it's just where we, we were headquartered. Oh. You okay. he had like I I don't know six western states in his jurisdiction at that point. So he had to, so he was the the main guy. He was one of the main get guys. the guns
0: down to the coyote yeah. problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's where he ended up Portland. Well what that city like is I was just up there. It's a little dark and a little a uh, little broken right now, but I think yeah, it's gonna, pretty
1: fucked up right now.
0: Oh man. It's awful. like Here, too, but for some reason in Portland, it's a block-to-block thing. I I never get a sense of... uh Never feels like uh, uh, that safe up there.
1: Never that grounded. Yeah. yeah. It feels a little weird. You're up there. always a kind of cutting edge up there. You know, you never know what fire was going to fucking turn. Yeah, up. it feels like that, right?
0: And yeah. it's like set up weird and there's a lot yeah. of bridges and you don't know where the center of yeah. town is. And, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, I. I uh, the
1: west side and the east side and that's
0: it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I like it, but I've always, every time I've been up there, I've always thought there's something. There's a creeping darkness underneath that place.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Stump town, man. What,
0: what was it like when you were there?
1: It was good when I was there. It was, just, uh, it was like fucking a, beautiful, man. I mean, I was a fucking kid that used to fish in the Sacramento River, and all of a sudden I'm living on the fucking Columbia River and the Willamette River. So, so
0: you're fishing in a bigger river. A
1: bigger river.
0: But it didn't feel weird and dark yet. No. No, that came later. No. You still got a place up there?
1: I got my mom's place still. Got the place I grew up in still. It's just sitting there. I stayed in there a month ago. I went up there to shoot the last <laughs> episode of this show—not last episode, but the last my last scene.
0: 1883
1: on the coast. Yeah. So I stayed at my mom's house. Do you rent it out usually, or what? No. You- the, there's a There's a gal living next door that was there when my folks were there. Yeah. She and her husband, and she's still alive at 101. Yeah. And she's always kind of kept out looking for it since my mom passed away like 11 years ago. Okay. And she and her daughter, you know, check it out. They manage the property. And their family stays there when they come to town. Okay. So So it's like their guest house. I'm hanging on to it until she passes away, then I'm going to cut it loose. Really? Yeah.
0: Just going to sell it? Yeah. You're done?
1: I'm done. Yeah.
0: When you stay up there, is
1: it weird? It's totally weird. It's like a fucking time capsule, man.
0: Your shit's still shit still there?
1: Yeah, it's all still there. Oh it's no! incredible. Like in your room? Yeah. What is it's up? It's like there? the fucking archive, man, for <laughs> <with> my shit. <laughs> you know, I hauled all my shit up there to show my mom, and it never left. <laughs> oh
0: my god! She, I don't know where any of my shit is. My
1: old shit, some of it. Yeah,
0: but the, it's it's
1: but, but it's pristine. It's on the walls and stuff. It's all the shit everywhere oh. on the shelves, <laughs> on the walls, under the beds. What are you gonna do with in that? The closets. Stuff?
0: You can throw it away?
1: You know, I never, th- I, I never have figured out what the fuck I'm going to do with that, Mark. I've, uh, got a, I've got a pile here and a pile there. You know, it starts to lose meaning, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to notice that. Like, there are some days, depending on, you know, how. How I'm feeling where I look at all the stuff that I've amassed and I realize like someone's just gonna have to throw this away. Yeah. Why why not be me? George Carlin called it stuff, man. Sure, it's just stuff fucking stuff. Did you know him? No. Oh. Yeah, it's just stuff, but like, you know, you it represents some part of your life and For even, sure. but after a certain point when you've when you've lost people, like yep. your mom or, or friends, yep. you start to realize like none of it means nothing. Yeah. And somebody's gonna yeah, it's gonna be someone's job to come throw that shit yeah. away.
1: Or d- the weird thing for a, for a and I'll include myself in yeah. that fucking thing, and I, yeah. and I hate being called it, yeah. but a celebrity, yeah. for lack of a better word for it, it has value. Right. Yeah. So the thing is for me, to, I'm trying to figure out how to cash in on it and get it somewhere where... Right, it ought to go. Right, the, the like the, the value of
0: it, the 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 Sam Elliott
1: collection. I don't give a shit where <laughs> who gets what, but I, I'm not if, sure where the wanna, money will go.
0: If, if you can make some money off of one of them hats,
1: yeah, fuck man, I've I've made a lot of money off of a couple of my hats. You have, yeah. I think some guy paid fifteen thousand for the hat that I wore in Tombstone. Good movie, right? Yeah,
0: I'm surprised. Like, I got. I, I did. Did you get asked to do the other movie? The White Earth movie. Did Cosner ask you to do that? Like, were you? We
1: were shooting simultaneously. Is that true? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like I think that Tombstone is is a better movie.
1: I do too. And it it's had t- a better script.
0: Better script. It didn't
1: have a better cast, I don't think, but it had a better script. Well, maybe it had Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, it's uh, Doc Holliday? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was the best thing in the fucking movie. Huckleberry. Yeah, man. Yeah. Incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. did you like working with that guy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love
0: that. Uh, Who played, uh, was it Kurt Russell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good,
1: too. He's incredible. You guys are like the, you guys are long, good, long haulers. And Paxton, Bill Paxton. Oh, I've
0: talked, I yeah. talked to him. What a sad He's fucking. A fucking good man. Such a great
1: guy. Heartbreaking.
0: It is, right? Yeah. I ended up uh, watching a little bit of uh, 1883. Yeah. But what I did watch all of was uh, Lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how come uh, because I just remember like for Cause my, it was only an hour and a half long
0: no it was uh it was one of those things where i I like to because I like with you, I know you in my head you, yeah. you know you cut a a, a a path like throughout people's lives because you yeah. show up here and there and yeah. your voice and everything else, but I recognize you from everything so I realized that like you know if I'm gonna go look at some earlier shit and you're pretty <laughs> much uh this a similar guy right yeah. yeah like cuz there's like, when you think when i think about actors like cuz that that's it it's a sad movie in a way yeah it is you know what i mean yeah. and it, and like it could have gotten a little more menacing
1: you know yeah, like it could have gotten a little darker
0: it, right yeah. it's right there and it yeah. doesn't you know cuz i think the director seemed like he wanted to make sort of almost a porn movie yeah. as opposed to really explore yeah. you know the sadness of that guy yeah. right yeah but then also you're in this movie frogs which was which was like a defining movie when I was a kid, but I don't remember you in it.
1: I, yeah, well, that's a good thing. Maybe you remember <laughs> Ray Milland? Kinda. Kinda. That must have been his last movie. Adam Rourke. Yeah,
0: but Miland <laughs> Joan must,
1: Van Ark
0: was Milland like old? He was. He must yeah, have been he was almost, old.
1: That was one of his last films. Right. Yeah, but I like, felt lucky like to get a chance to be on the same set with the guy. Was he cool? Yeah, he was cool. He's he was all right. Cool. He wasn't he was a, a good monster. Guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a good guy. So, how did you get? you know the funny thing what? about lifeguard, yeah, I got lifeguard because of frogs hmm. which is you know it' was kind of a continuum from job to job, yeah. in some respect, yeah. And that one was one of them. I tried to get a meeting on it. I knew about it. I'd heard about the script. About lifeguard? Yeah. Why? Because it was
0: around? Like people were into it?
1: Yeah. The idea of it? I knew about it because I was living on the beach. and I was at William Morris at the time, and and I'd seen the script. Yeah. And I was in fucking shape, and I was in the water every day, and I'd been a lifeguard in a swimming pool. My folks were both lifeguards, too. Really? Yeah, in El Paso. (laughs) Yeah. So I knew that world. Uh Uh-huh. The and lifeguard world. I, I went to this guy, and, I, and I, he just kept telling me, hey, man, they don't want to meet you. They don't want to... Your agent? They, they don't know you. Yeah. They don't want to meet you. And yeah. So I let it go, and then a couple of weeks after that, after I finally backed off of this guy, I get a call from him and says, hey, they want to meet you on the fucking lifeguard. Yeah. I said, really? Yeah. That's shit. So and that was I'll it? How come? He said, I don't know, man. They just want to meet you. So I went in, and... It turned out Dan Petrie was the director. He told me this story about they were fucking didn't know who enough, who they were going to use. Yeah. And he was in his bathroom brushing his teeth or something one night, and his wife, Dorothea, called him, and she's in bed watching TV, and she yes. says, hey, Danny, come and look at this guy, Adam Rourke. Yeah. He's perfect for fucking life for the movie. Yeah. She's watching and, Frogs. And Danny's in there. Yeah. I know Adam Rourke. He's not right for it. And so he comes in and he says, that's not Adam Rourke. That's Adam Rourke. And so they sat until the end of the fucking movie Did and got my them. name off the credits. <laughs> found out who my agent was and called him. And that was it? That was it. Well, the,
0: I thought the the wild thing about that movie to me it sort of seems to be part of that arc of seventies movies where yeah. this it, you're not sort of an anti-hero, but there's sort of an existential sort of sadness to the yeah. guy. Yeah. But it was like sort of the tail end of that shit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like five easy pieces. No. But no. it was. But it seemed like the, that was the next step towards the eighties.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you she were you Kathleen grew up, Quinn in the first film. I know she
0: was. She really a teenager. Mark.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's where it got a little dicey, you know, like because you know when yeah, you look at that when you look at that through the lens of now, and, yeah. and when she goes, like because there's a moment there where, she, where, where she's they like going
1: to tower together. Well,
0: not that, that. Yeah. but then after that, she's like, I could get you in trouble, and I'm like, Oh, this is going to get weird. Yeah. He's yeah. You know, and then like you know, you finally meet the girl from that you. It's an old movie. Archer, you, yeah, Ann Archer was yeah. that
1: like her first movie too? No, she had been around. Beautiful Ann Archer, wow. yeah, knockout. That's crazy. You know, sweet lady.
0: So when you grew up in Texas though, before Portland?
1: So no, you're like a Texas? I was born and raised in Sacramento. Oh, okay. My folks were in Texas. Okay. For generations with Sparks's and the Elliots were in Texas.
0: So you come you all through you're through Texas. Yeah. You're so you you're you're Texan.
1: Yeah. Kind that of. At heart. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Texas? Yeah, yeah. I mean there's things about it I like. Yeah. There's things you, about it I fucking don't like.
0: Sure, now it's not getting any. I yeah, don't so. like
1: the fucking politics in no, there much. No, no, there's or it, the politicians. No, no, they, they're just there's the little
0: hipster Alamo yeah. in Austin and Marfa, <laughs> surrounded by, you know. Yeah. But do you, did you ever track your family back? I mean, do you know? Oh, sure. Oh, really? Sure. Where, where, so where'd they come from?
1: I had a. They came from Virginia, I believe, in the beginning, and they came out on a fucking horseback. So, yeah. I mean, it's like this working Trail it's, thing. It's like the movie, you know? or the yeah. series you're so It was really close to me and resonated on a lot of levels. I had a, a surgeon, a guy named Kenny, mm. a great, great, great grandfather Yeah, was a surgeon, was at the Battle of San Jacinto with Sam Houston, Right wow. after the Alamo. Yeah. Ended up, when he passed away, when Dr. Kenny passed away, he was the Texas state surgeon. Huh. You know? That was your uh, yeah. your line, your blood? Big deal, man. My it, mom was a state diving champion in El Paso, or in, in the state of Texas. Uh-huh. She graduated from UTEP. Uh-huh. She had seven sisters and two brothers. And, Whoa. Uh, a lot of cousins. A lot of cousins. You know them all. There are a few still there. Yeah. Most of them are gone, but there's a few still there, and I'm in touch with them.
0: Well, this is like this guy, the the guy you play in this in in 1883 is a yeah. uh, uh, a dark character in a way, right? Yeah. Got, the background of it is is heartbreaking and horrible.
1: Yeah, he was you know he was a vet from the war for one thing back in the day. You know, I mean. I'm sure they didn't call it PTSD, but they, you know, yeah. Anybody that fought in a war and lost brothers and killed people—that
0: would have been the Civil War, yeah. Yeah. And that was a yeah. bloody, horrible, awful war. So you got to integrate this stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. you know, you get you're older yourself, yeah. so you know uh, there's a like, and then his his
1: wife and daughter die of smallpox. And then and he burns his house down like that with them inside of it because they're both dead. Yeah. <sighs> And he's on this mission to get to Oregon to get to the beach. He's going to the coast. He's that's going, it. He's gonna go see the ocean. He's is, been there before, but he's going back. He's, is it like a death he's march? He's taking his wife in his head. Right. So she can see the ocean. And, that was her dream.
0: And but you're 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 the guide for this yeah. this crew that's you know yeah. Uh, settlers.
1: Yeah, me and Thomas, my brother. Yeah. Lamonica Garrett. Yeah. He's a black man, and he was in the Buffalo Soldiers. So he's in. And in, in Tim was in the war, Civil War as well. Yeah. He fought McGraw. for the South. Yeah. Tim McGraw. Yeah. So, so and you, I fought for the North. So there's a little tension. There's a little rub there. But
0: so when that. you do something like that, when you're like, because you played a bunch of cowboys, mm-hmm. but this this backstory is not just backstory. You're, you you got to be in it. You're sort of a dark dude.
1: Yeah. Do you think about that going into it? No, not really. You yeah. know, when you get a script like this, that this guy Taylor Sheridan created this thing, and mm. created Yellowstone and wrote. People love and that uh, thing, wrote man. Sicario and Sicario. You know, yeah. He wrote that. Yeah, that the fucking, guy's a genius. That movie's crazy. This guy's a genius. You know? oh, what a fucking movie! That and is. he knows yeah. about the West, and he's yeah. authentic in the telling of the tale. Uh huh. So you just trust it. You just get in it. Just, yeah. Just be truth. Be say the, tell the truth. It's on the page. The words are there.
0: Yeah. But like when you got here, like so you're in Portland, going to cop. When do you start doing the acting thing?
1: I started in grade school actually. Really? Yeah. I did Guys and Dolls in grade school. I was just standing on the corner watching all the girls go by. So was a musical version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good one.
0: Yeah, isn't that lucky, lady? Tonight, isn't that's that in- it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. So you did that in grade school, yeah. And that's where you got the bug. That's where you I got knew the
1: bug. I saw a movie called Creature of the Black Lagoon sure. one time in yeah. the fifties. I think it came out in fifty four. Yeah. I used to go to the neighborhood theater all the time on Saturdays, and when I saw that, I thought, "Fuck, man, this is my world. Yeah. This is what I want to do." You want to crawl out of the deep? I want to crawl out of the deep. <laughs> How'd your parents feel
0: about it? How the the predatory- my mom
1: supported it. My dad died thinking I was a total fucking idiot. My dad died when he was fifty-four, Ugh. and thinking what the fuck was wrong with this Oh, kid? really? Yeah. But he was—he
0: didn't—he wasn't mad at you.
1: He just—he just disappointed. Nervous, disappointed. So he might as well have been mad because disappointing Ugh. is bad. So you, so you had to live with that, yes. knowing that. I'm still living with it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I wish he'd have been around for to, to, see, see, to, to see 1883. To see you win? yeah To see me succeed. Yeah. How does that affect you in the long haul? I don't know. I think about it a lot. You do? Yeah. How did he die? Hmm? Heart attack. And I was down in Eugene going to school, and he died in my mom's arm on the living room floor. Wow. She was giving him CPR, being a good ex-lifeguard. You know. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make it.
0: Nah, it's rough, man. Yeah, it's rough.
1: Carry the these curses,
0: I guess that we get. You yeah, know? yeah. So, when do you come down here? When did you,
1: did you study? I Came down here, and yeah. I laid out of school the year my dad died. I would have been a junior. Oh, you quit? Yeah, I went home stay hang with my mom, and I lost my student standing, my two S standing like that. Yeah. And it was you know the fucking heights of Vietnam. What happened? I got very fortunate and got into the National Guard. I was gonna go. I went to the. I went and checked out all the recruiters and I had a stack of shit on the kitchen table. And I remember like it was this morning. My mom coming in and she's we're drinking coffee and she's there sitting there with tears in her eyes, looking at this. She's yeah, kind of looking like that uh, because you
0: were thinking about joining.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go. Huh? I was. You know, I felt like was, was my duty. Really was being called. But you didn't get drafted, but you thought you were going to go anyways. Yeah. And my Holy mom said, please don't do
0: this. And What year was that, 69, 68? 67. So no one knew that what was really going on yeah. at that time. No. It was just a call to
1: to yeah. duty. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. she talked you out of it? She's, she talked me into thinking about it, but then unbeknownst to me, this actually was 65, sorry. Oh, so okay, real early on, yeah. She, My dad had a friend that he worked with, and he had a friend that was a commander of the Air National Guard base there yeah. in Portland, out by the airport. So yeah. He said, please go out and talk to this guy. So I went and talked to him, and the guy said, You want to join? There's a slot for you.
0: And that saved your life, probably.
1: Probably. Save my fucking head for sure, oh my God, Yeah, fuck man I wouldn't have done well with killing people and seeing brothers getting killed. oh my God, had I not even gotten killed myself yeah, yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done well with it I know I wouldn't have yeah, and
0: then like as time went on as the sixties went on, where did your did did you stay in uh, did your mind did your mind shift about it like did you get active?
1: No, but no. I didn't get active about the, you know, I'm, I, I look back further into that and yeah. into the busing and all that shit. I wish the fuck I'd have gone down there. And
0: Civil fucking, rights movement?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wish more than anything today that I would have done that. Yeah. That yeah. I could have fucking stood. Yeah. I could have fucking stood that fucking thing, but I didn't and I didn't with, you know, in the Vietnam thing. And I felt, I, I tell you, I felt... Guilty about it. Yeah, I felt thankful about it. Yeah, that I didn't go to Vietnam. But I didn't demonstrate. I didn't get active. Right, because that turned into a whole other ugly thing. That it somehow those guys that signed up because they f- felt a call to duty yeah. for for God or country mm. or family or whatever. Yeah. And then they come home and get spit on right. and all that shit. That right. that put me off of that side of it. Yeah. But I always felt guilty about it. And then I got an opportunity. I did a movie called We Were Soldiers one time. Yeah, big movie. Played a guy. That, you know that was a. He served in four different military yeah. conflicts. This uh-huh. guy, Sergeant Major Basil plumley, yep. And I got an opportunity to go see the wall. Oh, yeah. It was on, uh, I guess it was on the 4th of July. Uh Uh-huh. And I went there with Hal Moore, who'd written the book and was the general that, you know, that that Mill played. Yeah. And Joe Massengale, who co-wrote the book. And I got out of the car. We were with those guys. Plumley didn't go because he he said, "I'm not a step hanger. I'm not going." Yeah, that's what he referred to as yeah. the guy hanging out on the steps. Right. And that's what I figured I was going to do: just go sit there in the audience. And I go and I'm moving up to the back of the fucking place. And Massengill says, "Hey, Sam, come on down here, man." He said, "I'm going to go up." He said, "No, man, you got to say something." I said,
2: "What? Uh, what
1: the fuck, man?" Yeah. yeah. So I ended up getting up and speaking after everybody else had spoken. And and I t- told this story about the National yeah, Guard. And, yeah. You know, Vietnam was my war, and here I am with you guys. And I've always felt guilty about the fact that I didn't fucking go, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I got into the National Guard, and yeah. I was one of the lucky ones. And then after I got down off of that, and I was pretty emotional about it and we got done with the talk part of it and we went over and we were hanging around the wall looking yeah. at names and looking for people we knew and yeah. stuff and did
0: you know a lot of people
1: there was a few of them. yeah Yeah, I found a couple of them guys I went to high school with yeah and this guy in a wheelchair rolled up to me and he said hey, hey Elliot yeah. get the fuck over it man if I could have gotten a national guard I'd have fucking been there pal Get yeah it, get over it <laughs> yeah you know? and i did huh i did wow but it took a vet to tell me that a guy in a wheelchair to tell me who that. lived it that it was okay oh thank god yeah got released yeah
0: one less thing to beat the shit out of yourself yeah, over. exactly and i'm one of those that does that <laughs> <laughs> right. me too pal yeah so you got a, you got one less Yep. Now, if you can just work through your dad thing, you'll be all yeah, set. Yeah, I'll get
1: over that someday. <laughs> Maybe. And I'm probably over it. I don't know. I just, every once in a while, it I, comes up. I just think, Jesus Christ, I wish you'd have fucking known.
0: Yeah. Well, is yeah. it like my dad's uh, still alive, but he's losing his mind. So, like, whatever he knew. Thing, yeah, yeah he, he knows less. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now it's just breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if he can get breakfast. He's in there, happy. yeah exactly yeah so when did when did you come to la
1: miss 66 i guess must have been amazing here yeah fucking unbelievable man i was doing what i wanted to do i was finally on my way to pursue that career i had i had fucking tunnel vision yeah so you come from, down here from from 54 when that movie came out yeah. i had tunnel vision
0: so how do you get? Like I, I like talking to people about like now, not unlike we were talking about
1: Sacramento, yeah.
0: But Hollywood was a small town, yeah. Really,
1: yeah. right? Just a yeah. few studios, and it was you know, a, it was three a, networks, a, and it was a pretty closed town too, man. It was tough to bust in. So what did you take acting classes, or what did you do? I went to a workshop. I went to the film industry workshop yeah. at Columbia while I was working as a day laborer. Where at? day labor all over I lived in Glendale I lived in
0: right here yeah yeah <laughs> Glendale Boulevard Yeah and yeah. you were just taking odd jobs yeah. yeah yeah so you go to the workshop who teaches
1: Nobody would know
0: But you just and that was all you did you but just it was went?
1: something no it 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 started before I got here my end started at my mom's house Yeah next door there was a couple lived next door and they had a daughter who was in California. Yeah. Married to a guy that was an assistant director. Mm. They came to visit one time. Yeah. This guy's name was Phil Parslow. Yeah. His, his wife's name was Julina. Yeah. And Phil had just gotten off of a movie called The Professionals that Richard Brooks directed as a western.
0: I kind of remember that movie.
1: It was a great film. Yeah. And when they got up there Jelena's mom said, hey, there's this kid next door that thinks he wants to be an actor. Would you go would, you know, Phil say hi to him and
0: yeah. Know, whatever.
1: Yeah. So I went over and bullshitted with him and talked to him. And at the end of this talk we had, he gave me a phone number. Yeah. thinking he'd never fucking hear from right. me, I'm sure. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little did he fucking know, buddy. I was driven. <laughs> he was one of the first people I called when I got there. Yeah, LA. Wh- and
0: what did you say? What did you say? I
1: ended up going and doing all this labor for him at his place. I poured some cement and paid, painted
0: You So you got the, you got the handyman painted cake? Painted his
1: place, right. Yeah. And one day I was up on top of a ladder up above their in their hallway, in their yeah. entryway, and this little guy comes through the door, Guy in a suit and it looked like Mister Peepers. Mm-hmm. Had a pair, pair of kind of horn rimmed black glasses yeah. on and nice looking guy, but a little he was a little tiny guy. Yeah, his name was Bob Thompson and he was a casting guy at Universal. No shit. And Bob embraced me like right away and for whatever fucking reason. And I would go from from then on until I quit the the labor business. I'd yeah. go home, take a shower get dressed and go and sit in Bob's office and just watch. Just fucking watch. Everybody that came through the door, Listen to him talking on the phone, and then listen to him give me advice.
0: Uh-huh. So he, he took you under his wing as sort of a, an assistant kind of a guy?
1: No, he just took me, he just, yeah. he fancied me. Oh, yeah? That yeah. was that? Yeah. yeah. He was married. He is married and had three kids, but he fancied me. Uh-huh. So... I put up with that part of it, and he never imposed himself upon me, which was a great thing, and we became, like, really close friends. Just
0: liked looking at you, having you around. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that worked out. And he sent me to an agent. Yeah. A guy named Dick Baspin. Yeah. Worked at a place called General Artist Corporation. Dick Baspin took me to my first interview to meet a woman named Lillian Gallo over at Fox. Uh Uh-huh. I ended up doing an audition for her. Then I did audition for Jack Bauer, who was the head of casting. Then I did a, the same audition for Dick Zanuck, who was running the studio at that time.
0: So it was still sort of like they still had studio players around.
1: They still had them. I had them at Universal, and I had them at, at Fox.
0: So you could get a deal to kind of be a studio a Yeah, a, a they and they'd
1: put you in their shows. Right. The, the Universal one was a program, a great program, because they used their kids yeah my wife catherine was under contract to universal but you didn't know each other then no the deal at fox was no good it was all based on nepotism and right you know it was fucking girlfriend's boyfriends and family members yeah 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 so i had to i had to figure out how to make it work for me but so
0: that's the deal you got the fox deal yeah
1: so you had to fight it out. Bob said, "Don't you don't want to be here at the studio?" He didn't want me to. Yeah, that was his advice. You don't want to be here under contract. So what happened there? Did at you get Fox? some work? Yeah, yeah. I got, I ended up <clears throat> meeting these two gals They worked in the administration building that were in the legal department. Yeah, and befriended them, and yeah. you know we became good friends. And I found out like one of my first encounters with the two of them. Yeah. That all of the fucking scripts first go to the legal department. Yeah. And they let me come in and look at scripts. And they were doing a half a dozen shows at the time. TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd just look for the scripts, and I'd just fucking look for all the day parts, you know, or the (laughs) two or three lines here and there. And then I'd go downstairs to the casting guys and leave them a note. And say, when this episode, give them the name and the number of the episode, when it comes up, I'd like to come in and read for the fucking part. And it worked? And it worked. I got so that, work I got work doing that.
0: I, wait, so you're working on those old TV shows?
1: Yeah. And, Felony Squad was my first show. I Felony worked on a squad. show called Land of the Giants. Yeah. Did a couple of episodes of Lancer. Yeah. And, uh, oh, who's
0: Lancer? Who's that guy?
1: James Stacy.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's that was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's mm-hmm. the guy that that got got in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. So then you're learning on the job. Yeah. So basically, you're showing up. You got you know you got how you look, but yeah. now you're seeing how the whole fucking thing works. Yeah. And figuring it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Learning how to what, did, uh, yeah, what was it did. And
1: I was embraced by the there was a family, of the Newman family, and I went with Melissa. For like 10 years, long time, pal.
0: Who's that? What Newman Melissa.
1: She was Mark's daughter. Mark Newman? But then then Mark was an agent, and all of his brothers, except for one of them, maybe two of them. Yeah. One was also, I think, an agent, maybe, but one of them, Irving, was a doctor. Uh Uh-huh. They were the Newmans of the the music world. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. And that <laughs> yeah. was a that was a a look at the inside of the business that no one should have ever happened.
0: Like what, what? 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 was it?
1: You know, I mean, you know, Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah. Of course, and right, and his father he, he was, was uh, he, a composer. His, his father his his father was a doctor, and then the uncle
0: was the composer. Yeah. And you? Oh, you dated his sister? Is that what you are saying?
1: No, I dated his cousin.
0: Oh, his cousin.
1: Yeah. And now today it's Tommy and David that are both composers, great composers for, for Spielberg and those guys. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, I've they, interviewed- were, they were that big when I met them.
0: I've interviewed Randy. Yeah. He's a good guy.
1: He's a fucking great guy. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's
0: a very funny. Yeah, he's
1: a very funny guy. Self-deprecating guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, So you were able to see. I was in the middle of it. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. just the greatest gift that I could have had, you know. Melissa's okay. dad, Mark, one time referred to me to her. What are you doing with that farmer <laughs> 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 that come down from Oregon? So he figured I must have been a farmer. <laughs>
0: Wow, and I man!
1: Funny, so,
0: and then you're still doing all the TV. You're doing like Mission Impossible and shit.
1: Yeah, I and, went uh, from the Fox contract. to yeah. A year on Mission Impossible, and then I started doing those long-form television things. Yeah. So, but what was the first movie that I acted in? Yeah. Or, or the first movie that I worked on was Butch Cassidy. I worked, You know, I had one line off yeah. off camera. Yeah. I'll take two. I was in a card game in the beginning of the film.
0: You that know, must have been exciting. Sh-
1: and that was a shadow on the wall, man. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah. My but- name's in the credits. So I think it's the next to the last name, you know, card player number two. Yeah. Was it yeah. exciting, though, being on the set? Sure. I mean, you fucking kidding. Know, Newman, Newman, and- Newman and Redford were in the scene. Wow. Redford was playing cards, and Newman came in afterwards. Oh, I remember this scene. Halfway through the fucking, you know. Yeah. A big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Big deal. Did you
0: see, like, were you, like, I, I mean... There, there's all these tricks so I, I I've acted a bit you know not a lot but I'm doing it more and I mm. talked to guys like you and I talked to like like someone like uh Jeff Daniels I talked to and he was oh, like man. He, brilliant right but he was the guy that's like you got to, it's your face man you have to understand your face because he's like all of movie acting is your face right but like how do you learn that did you mm-hmm. learn that if, you're,
1: if you if I think it's time yeah <laughs> I think if you yeah. have time yeah. Because, it, yeah, like because Jeff and I have had. Then, right. you, then you start to figure it out. But it's true; it's so it true. It is true. I never it's even, all th- it is,
0: and you don't even have. To, and
1: in the Western, it's a fucking hat. That's the, part of it. The hat in the face. Yeah. I but,
0: talked to Andy Garcia, and he mentioned something that I didn't. I didn't follow up on, but he talked about somebody that Cosner had taught him the trick uh, with the matchbook to keep your hat on. What does that mean? Like sticking a matchbook up there so when you're right.
1: Oh, up. if it was, uh, you know, they have a. There's a, a leather piece inside. You yeah, know, yeah. And and if if the hat's like loose on you, yeah, you stick a matchbook into. Oh, oh, then, you know, then I've then never we'll... heard that before, but I've I've, sense, or... I've stuffed my You've liner of the hat before. I had a hat on this fucking show. That, I've had a friend of mine that just recently, just a couple of weeks ago, passed away. Oh, a guy sorry. named Lester Bayless has started a costume company called yeah. American United American Costume, and Lester's. Take on the whole fucking thing with, yeah. with westerns. Yeah. He did Jan- John Wayne films forever. Yeah. yeah, it all starts with the hat. Yeah, and it does, does it? Because really because of what you were talking about. about yeah, the, the face. face. Yeah, in a western, yeah. a hat is part of that.
0: And how, how and we
1: didn't get the fucking hat till we got down there. We down there in texas and it was a mistake because we got pushed into a box where we had to settle for a hat and it was a fucking hat that didn't fit me which one which movie are we talking this one oh yeah ni- 1883 yeah. yeah the fucking hat was too too loose on me and i can't it, it was it was a hat that just didn't fit
0: and, oh you're sam elliott god damn it Where's the fucking right hat?
1: I know, man. And what how ha- <laughs> And Taylor Taylor Taylor, I remember talking to Taylor on the phone, We'll we'll try a million hats on if we have to. You'll have the right hat. Don't oh, worry about it. Oh good. It. And I good. got down there and it didn't. Didn't happen. You didn't get the right hat? Mm mm. God damn it.
0: Now yeah. I gotta look at that thing when I watch it and know yeah. that Sam wasn't happy with his hat.
1: Yeah, that's what happens. You know. But I made it work. I just got, I just got into it and figured, you know, shay has got a fucked up hat. That's what, all.
0: What was wrong with this hat,
1: man? <clears throat> didn't stay on. Oh, it was that just was a the fit. biggest part of it. But you, you didn't mind the way it looked. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. So not my favorite hat.
0: When uh, so it's so it's interesting to me because ultimately, like your your career really picked up like midway through right mm-hmm. i mean i mean you've been work you never stop working whether it's tv or, or or movies but yeah would you say that that mask was the first big one really no yeah, yeah? probably because i remember that that was a huge movie probably and you're like sort of this you know you and Cher. you're the kind yeah. of uh yep. you're the brick you're the rock yep. in a way Yep. and uh and that do you feel like that put you on the map in a way Because we did a lot of TV, though, I guess. Yeah,
1: there's a few along the way, and that might be the first one.
0: But you could have been stuck on TV for the rest of your life, really, right? You might not have
1: ever done movies. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fucking trap. Yeah. A lot of people fell into. Yeah. You know, I mean... I mean they make a good living, but if you want to do movies, yeah, if you do movies. If you're working for money, that's one thing, but I wouldn't ever money isn't what motivates me today, it's what's on the fucking page that motivates me. Yeah. And the people that I'm working with. And I was were, doing a television show. Yeah, which one? Called The Yellow Rose. It was a it was a deal with and Sybil Shepherd was on it. Oh yeah. And she okay. was going with Peter Bogdanovich at that time. Right. we're sitting in a makeup trailer one day and she says you know peter's doing this movie with Cher, and he's looking for gary cooper on a motorcycle and i told him about you and i said what yeah what the fuck (laughs) yeah really yeah and i thought oh cool so i leave and go to hawaii to get married with Catherine.
0: now Catherine ross like she's amazing and you you in, in, you were on the set of Butch and Sundance with her, but
1: you never met her, or you did? No, never met her. I was, fucking, I was an extra, man. But did you see her? Yeah, I was, sure. <laughs> I watched her shoot a couple of scenes, and I saw her every day going into the commissary, and just thought, wow. Well,
0: was that where it started? Well, well were...
1: no, it started probably, she did a movie with James... <laughs> Stewart, fucking eons ago, and she had hair down to her butt and a yeah. fucking braid about that big, yeah, and those fucking eyes and that beautiful face. And I just thought, who in the fuck is this? And yeah, that's where it started. Yeah, before after, it was after before after Butch and gra- Sundance. Oh, yeah, before the graduate, before everything. You just were in love with her, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: and it worked out,
1: yeah, it worked out. She, and I'm I even, I get a call, yeah, from my agent Ron Meyer. In Hawaii. Yeah. That Peter Bogdanovich wants to meet me for a mask. Yeah. I said, fuck, man, I'm on my fucking honeymoon. I'm not fucking coming home for a meeting. Yeah. And he said, oh, you got to come. You got to come. This ain't a great script and share and blah, blah. And I said, Ronnie, what the fuck, man? I just got married. Yeah. So I go back to Holly we're staying in and tell Catherine about it. And she said, "Huh, oh, you whatever. She didn't say more. She sneaks up to the fucking phone and calls Ron Meyer and says he'll fucking be there. Set the fucking meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and we flew out a day later. Lucky
0: to be going lucky to be married to an actress in that That's moment. That's
1: it. That's it.
0: And then that and then you got that movie. Yeah. So, Catherine Rosso, you're in love with her forever, but you didn't know if she'd be in love with you. How'd you make that happen?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure she is anymore, actually. (laughs) After being away for five months on this show, man. Yeah. it wore thin. Oh, yeah. It's hard, yeah. It's up and down. Yeah, of course. Marriage is up and down and hard work. Yeah. And you got kids? Got a daughter, Cleo. Okay. 37. Wow. Yeah. Older kid. She's a good one, though. She's, she's maybe older chronologically, but she's a baby still. Uh, Always be my baby. Well, that's sweet. Uh, well, yeah,
0: I mean, it's hard being an actor. I mean, doing that. I can't, like this one, five, six months on a fucking show or maybe.
1: That was the longest time I've ever been away from home. Really? Yeah. Was it awful or was it all right? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's- because you have a nice trailer? Yeah, it was like a bunch of fucking gypsies, man. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but I don't just hang out in the trailer. You can't,
0: right? It's I the go there in the
1: morning and get dressed, and go back in the evening and get undressed. Yeah, and go home.
0: I always sit on set and hang yeah. around. Yeah, drink the, coffee, sit in the, the chair. The movie is, is yeah. on set. Sure, and you got the chair with your and name on the movie on it. and where the
1: people are. Yeah, yeah. right. You can't yeah. sit in
0: those fucking trailers. Yeah. Lose your mind. Yeah, and there always there's always like that horrible fake leather on the chairs. There's a. <laughs> like you don't even want to sit in them. Right. There's nothing like they can't make a trailer without uncomfortable fucking place to lay well, down. This place
1: was comfortable. Oh, you got, it was a good one. Oh you got a good one? It was a good one. Well, I would hope. Yeah. Five months. Jesus. Yeah.
0: So like let's talk about the Lebowski thing, can we, for a minute? Sure. I have to assume that you have a lot of insane fans because of uh, the big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they want answers. What what you do, right? People love that movie, man. Yeah. What do you think of it?
1: Oh, I think I was lucky to be there. Yeah. You shit me? I mean, number one, Jeff Jeff and I are contemporaries almost. Yeah. He he started fucking 10 years before I did, I think. Yeah, he's great. You guys, yeah. 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 Same generation. Jeff is the dude for sure. (laughs) He's the
0: dude, yes. Yeah.
1: And then with, you know... The Cohen brothers, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, did
0: they just call you? Because it seems like you were that guy.
1: They, I mean, they're... They reached out to me, yeah. They're like, you know, it feels like they wrote yeah. it for By you. By then I was in kind of the box, you know. I th- I've always felt like I've kind of got boxed in because of these westerns yeah. that I've done. Right. Like people just figure that's all I can do. And, yeah. And, and, and I, for a time I fucking thought, what the fuck? Yeah. i got to stop doing these, so. I can try to do something else, but then I embraced it, and it's like, but Big Big Lebowski was incredible. I was only there two days. Right. It's such a funny part. And I never got out of the fucking bowling alley.
0: such a funny part, though. We
1: did the voiceovers in the trailer.
0: That's right. You're the whole, you're the whole thing, don't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I thought we were we were like doing the voiceovers like for a temp track or something and they said, Oh no, man, they had a they had a deck about that big and that yeah. was it and I said, Oh no, this is this is it and it was it. So when you say
0: like you know, like accepting the fact that you're just gonna be this Western guy, like what well, what what did you picture yourself doing? Like, you know, what other kind of roles would you rather be doing?
1: Like anything. Any Yeah. <laughs> you, anything. Anything I mean, where you didn't have to pick no, a hat? No, anything yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything good? But you did other stuff. Yeah, I did. You know, I mean, well, I played a lot of military guys. You know, yeah, and, and I played a few bikers. Yeah, you know, yeah, roadhouse and mask. Right. You know, yeah. And bikers and cowboys share some sort of same sure. sensibility. Sure, you know?
0: you're like, but that, but there's something dug in, man. There's like you know, Sam Elliott's the the, 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 the yeah, it's a cowboy thing. It's an American yeah. thing. It's a, you're a known thing, <laughs> right?
1: The known thing. Yeah. They, that's what yeah, you, people probably know more about me than I'd like. You know? Do they? Thanks to that shit. What the internet? Yeah. Well,
0: what, what, what do you think's out
1: there? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to know. Oh, you I were, don't do any of it. Oh, you did the Hulk. You did
0: all kinds of shit. Yeah. The the Star Is Born thing. Um, like I found something kind of am, like I can't get over the fact that that at that point where you tell, you know, Bradley that you know you, you still. You stole my personality. Mm -hmm. And then you realize in that moment that he had sort of done your voice the entire movie. That's fucking crazy.
1: Mm.
0: Now, did you guys work together on that shit?
1: I'd never known Bradley other than watching him. Yeah. And I remember, I didn't, I'd not seen all of his work. Sure. But I remember having kind of this preconceived thought that he'd done some really silly shit. Uh Uh-huh. Which I've seen since and now see that there was a lot more to it than I had given him credit Uh for. Uh But I went and met Bradley and he was over there in the Palisades at the time and I'd had word that he was interested in me for this part. Yeah. I was doing a ranch at the time, a television series. Yeah.
0: Oh, people like that show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I go over and I meet with Bradley and we go inside and he's the most gracious fucking human being I think I've ever been around. Just fucking the nicest man. Yeah. I go in and we sit down and we're going to have dinner. We're just shooting this shit, talking about our moms and yeah. talking about the script. Yeah. And he says, I want to play something for you. You're going to think it's really weird, but I want you to listen to this. And he goes over this sound system he's got and he turns it on and it's it's him doing my voice he's been working with an acting or with a voice coach long no before shit. i met him no shit and he's saying this shit and it's, it sounds very much like me yeah and the shit and and he so he turns it off and i said yeah you're right man that is fucking weird
2: you know? <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and then he told me about you know his idea about the brothers and you know the stars born that was the fourth version of it. Yeah, there was never a brother before. That was that was all Bradley's and really and the other writers concoction and you know.
0: I thought it was the when, it was the best turn in the movie.
1: When well, it, it was, I think it was the best stars born has been made. I think, sure, for my men, and I don't say that because I was in it. I just thought. it. But between he and Gaga, yeah, and everybody else that was around for that matter, it's just they had a lot of really good stuff.
0: Yeah, but that that whole that that's so interesting to me that you, like he had so like this was before you got the part. He yeah. brought you over. Yep, he cornered you. Yep. <laughs> no, he
1: he knew he knew I was going to fucking do it. I think before even fucking <laughs> he, before I even got a call to go he, do it, he did.
0: Why would the he? last
1: thing he told me, he said, Hey man, just trust me. Yeah. You just trust me, you'll be glad you did it.
0: It was such a tragic and He was right. Yeah, it was
1: great. He it, was right.
0: It was so tra it was such a tragic uh uh you know sort of component of that character yeah. that he had no sense of self.
1: Yep. Right? Yep.
0: Yeah, it was genius. That was he, a genius. genius. Huh?
1: really is a genius. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? He's a brilliant director. Yeah. Work that screenplay over.
0: What makes a brilliant director? You, know, I
1: mean, you work with a lot of them. No yeah, fuck. I mean, somebody that just you, you, the director is the captain of the ship. Man. Sure, man. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, it, and if you feel like he has some vision as to where in the fuck he wants to take the ship, you know, we're yeah. just we're just people in a crew. Right? Yeah. And my 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 job has always been to give the director what he wants. Yeah. 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 You know. Sure. And if you get in there with some guy that doesn't know what he fucking wants, and you're just fucking on your own. That's a long day, right? That was Bradley. Yeah. But he's... but That first a... scene we had together yeah. when we are fucking at odds where he comes in and cold cocks me in front of the, all those people. Mm. I fucking went out there, and I was nervous anyway because, you know, I still get nervous. And working in a big film with he and Gaga... We went out way on the other side of the fucking town, some racetrack somewhere, and I'm thinking, fuck, we're just going to kind of be off to the side doing this scene, and we walked into an area that's about from here to that outside wall square, Yeah. and there are fucking solid people three deep all the way around it, and that's where we played that fucking scene, Yeah. and I was fucking really uptight about it. Bradley kept knocking me down, and I'd get up, and fuck, I was, like, really emotional for for it in the beginning. I was, like, fucking crying and shit. Yeah, and yeah. Like, really fucking out there. And Bradley would just come down to me, get in my face, and he said, hey, man, fuck, yeah. get up. Get up, and fucking be pissed, and get up on my, you know. So yeah. we are getting in close, and even a couple of minutes later, he said, put your hands on me. Put your hands on me, and so that's when it, that's when it got really fucking good, you know. Yeah, that's what a good director is. So, and he sees something. He yeah. sees he sees what he wants. Yeah, and, and, he, and he, he has the ability to communicate it to the actor. And
0: he's the actor, to actor too. That he helps. Wants.
1: And he's acting at the same fucking time. Wow, man! And singing, yeah, and no pre-recorded nothing. Everything was live. Everything, every song they sang in that movie was live. He went all in and it paid off. He and Gaga both went all in.
0: Yeah, Gaga's great. Fuck, she's
1: brilliant. I even like that Gucci movie.
0: No one seems to like yeah, it that
1: much. I wasn't too keen on it either. Yeah,
0: you didn't like it. I, I
1: like. I don't know. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Did you Did you see Power of the Dog?
0: Did you watch that movie?
1: Yeah, you want to talk about that piece <laughs> of shit?
0: Oh no! You didn't
1: like that one? Fuck no! Okay, why? I'll tell you why. Okay. I read a fucking... I didn't like it anyway. Yeah. I looked at it when I was down there doing, in Texas during yeah. 1883. Yeah. And what really brought it home to me the other day where I where I said, do you want to fucking talk about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. There was a fucking full-page ad out in the L.A. Times and there was a a review, not a review, but a, a clip. Blurb? A clip, yeah. Yeah. And it talked about the... Uh, Evisceration of the American myth, huh? And I thought, what the fuck? What the fuck? What does that this mean? This is the guy that's done westerns forever for his whole life. The evisceration of the American West. I mean, they made it look like what are those? What are all those dancers? Those guys in, in New York that wear bow ties and not much else. Uh huh. Remember them from back in the day? Oh, the Chippendales. Yeah. Yeah. That's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like. Uh huh. They're all running around in shaps and no shirts. There's all these illusions of homosexuality yeah. Yeah. throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. I think that's what
0: the movie's about.
1: Yeah. Well, what the fuck does this woman from
0: Who, Jane Campion?
1: Yeah. She's a brilliant director, yeah. by the way. I love her work. <laughs> right. Previous work. Sure. But what the fuck does this woman from down there come? Oh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Right. Know about the American West? And why in the fuck does she shoot this movie in New Zealand and call it Montana? It's good. This movie. And say, this is the way it was. It's got you, this movie. So that's that fucking rubbed me the wrong way, pal. <laughs> yeah. And the myth is that they were these, you know, macho men out there with the cattle. Yeah i just come from fucking texas where i was hanging out with families not men but families yeah big long extended multiple generation families that made their living and their lives were all about being cowboys and boy when i fucking saw that i thought what the fuck yeah where are we in this world today
0: that well, I mean, well I don't know that that's the biggest uh, issue at hand. I
1: it well, well I, it's not the biggest issue. Sure. At hand, no, but it's for, for me it was but, it was but, the only issue. Right, but you can cuz there was so much of it. Do you I mean Cumberbash never got out of his fucking chaps. He he had two pair of chaps, a wooly pair and a leather pair. Yeah. And every fucking time he'd he'd walk in from somewhere, I don't know where in a fucking he never was on a horse. Yeah. Maybe once. Yeah. He'd walk into the fucking house, storm up the fucking stairs, go lay on his bed in his shafts and play his banjo. And it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. You know but 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 where's the western where's the Western in this western
0: i i, I get what you're saying, but you can't, but there's no part party that knowing art films and knowing a separation that this is a specific story, and that you know the idea that it's an evisceration of the American West was a critic no the something.
1: American myth, the American myth, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you're part of it, so I guess it's it's personal. I took insult. it personal. <laughs> yeah. I took
1: it fucking personal, pal. You what know? is
0: your favorite western?
1: I don't have one. Oh, you don't? No. You like watching them? Searchers. <laughs> yeah. Searchers. All those early ones. Yeah. Not all of them. I mean, the search- I wasn't a huge John Wayne fan. Yeah. But you know, I like the Searchers. Gary Cooper was my guy. High Noon. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Yeah, that. What, yeah, I just Lee Marvin.
0: What was that one they were both in? Where Lee Marvin plays the wild man, and Jimmy oh, Stewart yeah. plays the senator? Yeah. Oh, that was good. I just watched that. But uh, you know what one I watch a lot?
1: Is uh, The Unforgiven. Yeah, it's a great film. Holy fuck. Yeah, that guy can make a movie. Yeah. Do you know him? No, I've met him. You never worked with him? Never hired me. God damn it. Yeah, no shit. That's what I always thought. What the <laughs> fuck, Clint? Come on, man. So when, all this time, though, were, were you...
0: Like, all this time you've been out here, like, do you remember, like, in the 60s and 70s, like, w- was it fun to be in Hollywood? Sure. Have you- <laughs> sure. <laughs> have but
1: you- that's something else I missed. It was like the busing and all the, you know, all yeah. that shit. in you Vietnam, were- I missed that, too. I should have been hanging out in Laurel Canyon. You weren't. I probably never would have. Was- I'd probably done as well there as I would have done in Vietnam. Yeah. I probably... <laughs> <laughs> Probably been buried up there somewhere. Yeah. But I not... saw Joni Mitchell driving over Laurel Canyon <laughs> that have <that'd> been it. <laughs> you know? You weren't part of that trip? No. What was your scene? Hm? What was your
0: scene back then? The yeah, 70s? I just was in
1: deep working, yeah. Oh, that was it? Yeah. And then you met you you and Catherine got it together when? Nineteen seventy eight. And a then. terrible gothic horror movie called The Legacy. wasn't yeah. terrible, but it wasn't great. That's where you got you met her again, and that's where well. I started. never met her on Bush Cassidy. I never met before, but I was met it, her there. Was it there.
0: was it part of the were, were you uh, was it part of the agenda to to meet her? Or did you get that movie because she was in it?
1: Uh nah, I don't think so. Oh. It was an opportunity of. It got me out of the country. Yeah. Uh, it was just an opportunity. Yeah, oh, but you, you didn't know. know she was in it? Oh, yeah. I knew oh, she was yeah. going to be in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally. You yeah. finally got to hang out. Well, yeah.
0: congratulations for for you, doing all the stuff. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. man. It was great. Thank you, brother. It's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. Likewise. It's great to hear the uh, the stories. And, and, and this, this show looks great. I mean, it looks great. And it's an interesting character. It is a good one. Well, yeah, then like the other one, uh, this is hugely successful. <clears throat> and uh, do you have a big fan base from? Yeah, you know, oh, you don't know yet, really, from this one.
1: Well, I know, yeah, that this thing when it went on the air, the first episode, yeah. was the highest rated thing in fucking I don't know how long. Blew up ten years or some shit. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. insane. And it's it is connected to it in. That it's a backstory, right? It's yeah, it's a prequel, right? But yeah, I'm not a Yellowstone fan. I don't watch Yellowstone. To me, it you know, I love Cosner. There's a lot of good people on the cast. A few of them I've worked with before. Yeah, nothing against any of them, but yeah. it's just too much like fucking Dallas or something for well, me. Well, it man. seems to be
0: the model, right?
1: Too, too much shit. Yeah, you know. too soap operatic. Too too much of that for me.
0: What do you watch? What do you like?
1: I don't watch much. No. Mm. You read? You sit? Yeah, working the yard a lot.
0: Yeah, growing shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Good talking to you, man. Likewise. Sam Elliott, the new show is 1883, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Um, uh, I'm going to play this guitar now, and I'll talk to you in a, in a little while. I did record this a couple of days ago, so if anything horrendous has happened, any more horrible things, I must have missed it mm <laughs> and the Fonda and Cat Angels everywhere.